You're listening to the Bread of Life podcast, featuring my latest teachings from the Word of God. The Word is truth and life to those who find Him, and Jesus is ready to be found. I just want to start off by reading Psalms 19. I just want to read Psalms 19. It starts off from verse 7 and says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, it rejoicing in the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, it enlightens the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. It says, more to be desired are they than gold. These are more to be desired than gold. Whatever value we put on gold, the Bible says these, the statutes of the Lord, the law of the Lord, to fear the Lord, these are to be valued, desired more than gold. He says they are sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. These, he say, are sweeter than honey. He says, moreover, by them thy servant is warned. He says, the word of the Lord, the law of the Lord, it warns thy servant. It gives him advance notice of things. It allows him to see ahead. He says, by it thy servant is warned. He says, in keeping them, there is a great reward. In keeping them, there is a great reward. You see, I'm not necessarily talking about the law of Moses here because the Bible says that Jesus has already fulfilled the law, but I'm talking about the commandments of God, the statutes of God, the things that he considers us to take heed to, the things that we are ought to obey and to keep. He says, depart from evil and do good. These are the things. He said, seek peace and pursue it. He says that we ought to forgive those who trespass against us. He says that those who, who, right, who wrongfully and spitefully persecute us, we are to pray for these ones. He says that in all thy ways, we are to acknowledge the Lord thy God. I'm talking about the commandments of the Lord. He says that if they slap you on your left, we ought to give them the right, the commandments of the Lord. He said, in keeping these, there is a great reward. It's, it's, it's not just hearing the word, but it's doing the word also, because in the hearing of the word, there is a chance that we will forget it. But it's in the doing of the word that brings about a remembrance if we allow ourselves to do it and to practice. It's in the practicality of the doing that brings the great reward. We cannot rely on just hearing alone because this is why some people, they say that in order for them to learn, they rather do than to hear the theory of a thing. Because you can tell someone that applying a freezing water 
will give eyes but if you show them how to do and if they practice it and do it long enough then they will just do it off their own they will just do it off their own i just want to jump quickly into james which supports this it says in james 1 25 but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty he calls it the perfect law of liberty that what which liberates a man he says continue therein he being not a forgetful hearer the one that just hears and forgets but a doer of the work this man shall be blessed in his deeds this is the man that's blessed it's the doer of the word in jesus mighty name it's the doer Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, John 15. I want us to jump to John 15. I want to. I want to dive in a bit with um, speaking about abide. And I think um, Alicia has the scriptures there. Um, we're just going to start from John um, 14. In fact, um, Alicia, do you have the scriptures there? We're going to jump into John. You can follow me as I read out these scriptures. I like you to follow me if if that's okay. If you've got your Bible at hand, it will be fantastic if you can follow us. Amen. Amen. John 14, we're going to start now with um, verse 25, I believe it is. Amen. So John 14, oh, sorry, verse 23, sorry, 23, 14, 23. So John 14, verse 23. Amen. Jesus answered him. Those who love me will keep my word mm -hmm. and my father will love them mm -hmm. and we will come to them mm -hmm. and make our home with them. Amen. 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 And then we jump to 15 verse 10. Amen. Amen. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandment and abide in his love. Amen. So from these gatherings of these two scriptures, we can see that if we abide in Christ, in, a in essence, we are abiding in his love. But that means we abide in him. It means we are keeping his word. Amen. And then we're just going to read 15.7. John 15 verse 7 if you abide in me and my words abide in you act for whatever you wish and it will be done for you amen so here now we can see that there is a separation here of us abiding in Christ and Christ abiding in us 
Amen. So we can see from the first two scriptures, it says that we abiding in him, it means we keep in his word, we keep in his commandments. Amen. And in essence, we then abide in his love. And we've read here now in verse seven is that he now abides in us. It means his word abides in us. If we follow number one, which is abiding in his word, then he and his father would take a board and abide in us, meaning his words would now be in us. Word Jesus and his father would be in us, um, spirit. Amen. So word and spirit would be in us. So that's that's what it means in terms of abiding. So we abide in him, we keep his word, we obey. And he abided in us, meaning his word is in us. Amen. Amen. So here we can see that the Bible talks a lot about us keeping his word because before he can abide in us with his word, we first need to abide in him by keeping his word. But before we keep his word, we need to know his word. And what does it say? He's what does God say to Joshua? He says to Joshua, meditate in thy word day and night. I want us to reference this. I want your sister Betty could join me here in Joshua 1 verse 8 and just reference this. Because before we can keep his word and obey it, it's important that we know his word. Because it's in the knowing of his word that we will be able to obey and to keep. I wonder if we can read that. Joshua 1 verse 8. Amen. It just says... This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Yes. You shall meditate in it yes. day and night. Yes. That you may observe to do yes. according to all that is written in it. I'll stop you right there. Meditate in it day and night so that you may observe to do. Translation said that you may obey to do what is written therein. It is in the meditating of the word of God. It is in the studying of the word of God that we then get to understand the will of God and we then get to understand what it is that God wants us to do in terms of obeying his word. Amen. Continue. Amen. It continues saying, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Amen. Amen. And that's exactly what it is. This is why David said, in keeping thy word, it brings a great reward. But in keeping it, we need to know it. And so he tells Joshua to meditate in it. And this is why, um, ladies and gentlemen, we cannot forget to meditate in his word because then it brings us to the abiding in Christ, which then brings him to abide and take his abode. Him and the Father to take his abode in us amen i have to lay that foundation because where i'm going you will need this foundation to understand amen i'm going to quickly jump now to first john again you can follow me you can follow me first john and i'm starting from chapter three and verse 22 the Bible says, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Because we keep his commandments 
and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. You know, sometimes we read the word of God and we like to apply, we like to click the apply all button. But it ought not to be so because there are some things that we read that does not equate to an apply all button. There are some things where you have to tick the box, you have to reach the mark to. Amen. And this here says that whatsoever you ask, because you keep his commandments, you will receive. It is because of the ones who keep the commandments, they are the ones that are able to ask whatsoever they want. And they are the ones that will receive. They are the ones that get entitled to this privilege. Because what? Because they keep his commandments. And oftentimes we go to our prayer closets and we go to our corner and we are praying because we believe that all scripture applies to us just because we, we perhaps go to church and just because we, we hang around people who may seem spiritual, but that not, not to be so. There are conditions sometimes that ought to be met. He said, because you keep them, when you come in front of me, whatsoever you ask, it shall be done unto you. Amen. I wish I'm ashamed would come of mute at this time. Amen. Amen. Verse 23. And this is the commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. Mm. And love one another as he gave us commandments. You see here, he's actually explicitly stating commandments here. He's saying, this is the commandment that we should believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and that we should love one another. Now, I just want to touch on this slightly because it's not my main topic here. And it's a topic that is, is, is really at home to me and... I believe that you know, the, Lord, the, Lord, the Lord would lead me one day to speak about this. But, you know, this is actually one of the chief commandments that he wants us to keep. But it's the, one of the rarest ones we see. And yet the chief. I call it the chief. Because it was by this commandment that Jesus went to the cross. In terms of him loving another. It's because he loved another why he went to the cross it is it is it is the statement of our salvation and he received that commandment from the father and kept it mm. and so he hands us down the same commandment and desires us to keep it also to love thy neighbor and it's a love that can't come from self, it can't come from within. It's a love that we receive when we dwell. When we abide. We read there in John, when we abide, we also abide in his love. We read there in John. And so when we gain his love, the God love I'm talking, then it is we can carry out this commandment here. Amen. Amen. This is the root of the gospel. It's the premise of the gospel. And yet the rarest portrait of the gospel that we see in today's age. To love another 
to love another. I want to jump now to 1 John 3. And I'm reading from verse 6. said, whosoever abided in him sin it not whosoever sin it have not seen him neither have they known him when we abide in Christ that one does not sin does not deliberately and knowingly sin the Bible says who sins knowingly and deliberately is the one that has not seen him it's the one that has not known him and I think even with just this verse here we can see that there's a separation of those that know him and those that don't know him and it really is black and white as we see it because if you have known him I will know your lifestyle and the way you talk will tell me that you've known him and will tell me that you've seen him. And I don't need to see your baptism certificate to know this. I don't need to see your church membership badge to know this. I don't need to see you portray, you know, Christian works to know this. It's your lifestyle and the way you talk, I will know that you've seen him. Because when you've got the word on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Jesus. There's places you won't go. When you've really seen him, there's things that you will just let go by the help of the Holy Spirit. It will just happen. From that point you've seen him, you will continue about certain things. By it, we will know that you knew him. Because when you've got the world sitting on the inside of you, you may think a thing, but you won't do it. You will go near a thing, but you won't touch it. Because the yes. world of you will start to spring up and it will yeah. and it will tell you, don't go there, don't do that. Come this way, it will reroute you. The word on the inside of you will do just that. It will lead and guide you. That's what the Bible says that the, that the word of the Lord got a lamp unto my feet. A light onto my path. What path am I talking about? What path is it? Where am I going? What path? What path? What path? The path to eternal life. The path to eternal life. The words of God will lead you down the path of righteousness that will lead to eternal life. And that's why Peter said, Why can't I can't depart from you, Lord? Because in thy mouth you hold the words to eternal life. He understood that if he just follows the word of God, it would lead him to eternal life. That's how we know that you've seen him. No need to really open your mouth about it, we just know. I mean, you can take Zacchaeus, for instance. The Lord said, I want to abide with you in your, in, in your house. Oh, I want to die with you in your house. He takes him in his house. And, he, and there they are. They are dining. They're having food. And, they're, and, 
and they're talking and then this and that and then and he's a, a cheating tax collector and there they are they're dining and and then and they're talking and then all of a sudden without the provocation of jesus all of a sudden he stands up and said whatever i have stolen from anyone falsely i will give back He even says, I will give half of my possessions. I, I will just do it. Here's a portrait of love. And here's a portrait of him getting rid of that. And who he used to be. And is stepping into that who he is. Because the Bible, the Bible said that Jesus called him a son of Abraham. Here he is now stepping into who he is and releasing that of who he used to be. Why? Why? What? Because he's seen the Lord. Matthew 13 
if you can join me, please. If you have your Bibles and you know, so forth, you can join me. Because we shall not be ignorant, brothers and sisters, over the devices of the enemy. They are true. But we need to be vigilant about it. And this is what I'm going to show you in, in, in chapter 13 of Matthew. I wish I understand you could come off mute, please. And it talks about the sower and the, 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 the parable of the sower and the seed. And it says here, in verse 19, mm. anyone hear it, the word of the kingdom, it's not when they hear about the word of COVID. It's not about when they hear about any other word. But when the word of the kingdom is to be spoken, and that one understands it not, then cometh the wicked one. So when the word is released, I'm visualizing that the wicked one stands on God. But if the hearer lacks understanding of the word, mm. then the wicked one comes. He finds entry. Because it's the understanding of the word that will then provoke that hearer to move with the word, to apply that word. Because the understanding of it will create a shifting and the application of that word. But from the moment he understands it, that's why I said it's not so much just to hear the word of God, but we are to understand that which we hear. The Bible says, then the wicked one come and he catches away that which was sown in his heart. That he which received the seed, this is he which received the seed by the wayside. You know, John translation said that he snatches away because he knew you got it. Snatch is such a vicious word. He knew you got it. It was sown. It was sown in the heart of the hearer. But because of lack of understanding, he snatches it away. And what alerts me with this scripture also is the fact that he snatches it and many a times the hearer doesn't even know it. The hearer doesn't even know that he has snatched it. And so the word of God released does not profit. And we wonder where is the problem? Not knowing that the word has been snatched by the wicked one. And the wicked one has come on that mission purposely when the word of the kingdom was released. He come purposely for the word. It says on verse 20, but he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word and immediately with joy receiveth it. Now that's a good thing. Yet, have he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arise, arise because of the word. 
when the tribulations and trials come because of the word it's not coming because of your surname it's not coming because of any other natural or carnal indication he says the tribulation is coming it's coming it's coming for you it locates realizes your id it realizes your ip it it, 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 it pinpoints you it pinpoints you it identifies you because of the word that has given joy in your heart and by and by he's offended by the tribulation he's offended by the boisterous waters not knowing that the wicked one all this while was on guard snatch that word from you in the deceit and disguise of tribulation and trials but if this hearer had a root the bible says he had no root root then like a tree which is rooted when the wind comes he will dress back but he will stand he will remain and the word of God will remain also brothers and sisters this is the attack that the wicked one brings on the word it doesn't to he also that receiveth seed among the thorns is he that again heareth the word and because of the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches so because of what his eyes now see and because of the cares of the world it comes for one purpose but to choke the word to choke the word that has been sown and so then he becomes unfruitful you see because this is such a grand subject because it talks about the deceitfulness of the riches because our eyes are not focused on the things of god and we may get distracted with trying to climb this kind of prosperity ladder and maybe we get distracted with the with the current of the system and the cares of the world you know paul tells timothy don't get entangled with certain things Mm-mm. the cares of the world which often distracts will then leave us open for the wicked one to come and choke that which was sown and then he becomes unfruitful and so it's not that it was not sown it was sown but because the hearer now got distracted the word of god is choked and he becomes unfruitful and last it says on verse 23, but he that received this seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and he hears it and he understands it. <laughs> oh, he understands it. He has a root. He has a root. 
he had to, because when you hear the word of God, it brings about a truth. It brings about a truth and anything else that comes against it is false. It is it's false. And so it cannot shake your belief. He said he understands it, which also bears fruit and bring it forth. Hundredfold and sixtyfold and thirtyfold. The one who understands the word of God, the one that brings about a doing of the word of God, he is the one that reaps the great reward. He is the one that is blessed, as we saw in First James. He is the one that is fruitful, as we read here in Matthew. finish today without showing you how important it is for us to abide because an attack like this it just gives a grand indication of the power of the word on the inside and sometimes we struggle with certain things we struggle to meet certain requirements of the of the scripture but could it be that we are not abiding. At the same time, we are not understanding that which he tells us to do, meditating our day that. Is it so that we are not understanding his word so that it can take root? Because when it then takes root, it makes it, it makes it a lot easier then to obey. And, and, and to keep because we are now obeying that which we understand abide in me and I in you Jesus says I believe one of the greatest things is for Jesus and the Father to take their abode in us
grant us understanding, O oh God, but not just for this message, O oh God, but for messages, even the Lord before, O oh God. Bring it to our remembrance about it, O oh God, and give us understanding of it, O oh God. And even when we go forward, O oh God, bring us understanding of your word, O oh God, so we can apply it, O oh God. This is what is pleasing unto you, O oh God. This is what separates us, O oh God, from those that are in the world, O oh God. It is not just the hearing, oh God. We don't want to be a people that just hear the word and then walk the other way. Many people would follow behind Jesus and just hear the word and walk the other way. And it's the few that took heed. May we be a people, oh God, that are sensitive unto your word, oh God, that we take heed. Open up our spiritual ears, oh God, so we can hear you clearer, even in this time. May your word truly be a lamp unto our feet, oh God. May you open our eyes, our spiritual eyes, to see that which is in the spiritual, oh God, to see as you see, oh God and to be vigilant against the wicked one, Lord. But at the same time, oh God, keep us rooted, rooted in you, Lord Jesus, so that whatever may come our way, we will not be troubled, but our faith will be in you. May your word take hold of us, oh God, Take hold of us, restrain us, put a boundary around us, oh God. So that when we even, our flesh tries to rise up to make us step outside of what you have called us to be, oh God, your word will just pull us back. May your people, oh God, find time for you, oh God, to understand deeply your word in its entirety, oh God. And make us be a people, oh God, that by our works, Jesus said, if you don't even believe in my name, believe me by my works. May we become a people that others will believe in your name by our works, by our doings. And it's not just servitude work. It is in the doing of your word. May they believe. This is my prayer, I pray, oh God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Bread of Life podcast. Visit our website, nomoreblind.com for more information regarding this podcast and many others. Share this message with your friends and family and help us spread the word of God, which restores our soul. Until next time, remember, the grass may wither and the flower may fade, but the word of God will never change.